12, 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace, that is a divine enablement, by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Which means it's possible to serve God unacceptably. When we don't serve God from a place of love, he's not pleased. But when we serve him with, from a place of love, notice what it says. By, by his grace we may serve acceptably and with, with reverence and godly fear. When we depart from evil, God is pleased with the service that we give him. And notice it's talking about grace. The grace of God, which is the divine enablement that God gives. That is also grace. But that empowers us to be able to serve him in the way that pleases him. Glory to God. I'm here to declare to you and to challenge you to choose to be a servant of the Most High God. Choose to be like Jesus. Choose to be like Paul. You know, Jesus chose to be a servant. He chose it. Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, let this mind be in you in which was also in Christ Jesus. In other words, you got to think this way. All right? And it says, who being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant. And that word bond servant, we're going to look at it in a minute. It means a slave but a willing slave. Hallelujah. I know this is, you know, if I was talking about uh, overcomers, I'll hear, I'll hear some more amens and glory to God. But I tell you, being a servant, you've got to say hallelujah. Because God is pleased when his people humble themselves and want to do his will. He's pleased. So Jesus made himself of no reputation think about it the creator the creator himself who through him through him made the entire world the bible says nothing exists that exists without him he was the word that was with god and yet he decided his bible says he did not count equality with god something to be grasped but he he, he made himself of no reputation taking the form of a born servant this is our lord this is our savior this is our master. This is our king of kings. He took that. He made a decision. No wonder Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, 19. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all. Notice what he says. I have made myself. He chose it. He embraced it. So he knows I'm a son of the most high God. But I choose to be a servant. God calls us sons of God. And we call ourselves servants. Oh, glory to God. Paul, like all the other apostles, Paul had revelation about who we, we are in Christ. Deep revelation. Most of the New Testament is written by Paul. Had incredible revelation about grace and about who, how we've been adopted. and Powerful revelation about who we are in Christ. And the same with Peter and Jude. These apostles, they had intimacy with God. But do you know that when they termed themselves, when they called themselves, when they, addressed, they were addressing, sending letters, and they said, this is from Paul, this is from Peter, this is from Jude, all of them kept on saying, I'm a slave. I'm a bond servant of God. I'll just give you a few examples. Romans 1.1. 1, 1. Paul speaking to the church of, of, of Rome. He says this, Paul, a servant 
the New King James actually said a born servant. Some versions say a born slave of Jesus Christ. Called to be an apostle and set apart of the gospel of God. In this day and age, when you have apostles and prophets, the first thing they'll say, I'm a prophet of God. Glory to God. I'm an apostle. Very few of us say, I'm a servant of God. I'm a slave of Jesus Christ. But notice he said, he started, he said, Paul, he mentioned his name. This is from Paul. A servant of Christ Jesus. Called to be an apostle. So even his apostolic calling was, was, was secondary to the fact that he said, I'm a servant of Jesus Christ. My purpose is to, to, to do his will. He said the same of when he was, Paul and, and Timothy, you know, in Philippians chapter 1. He says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. To all God's holy people in Christ Jesus in Philippi. He identified himself as a servant. James chapter 1 verse 1. Same thing with James. Now, was, James was the brother of Jesus, right? If it was me, I would say the brother of the king of kings. And the Lord of lords. The brother who, of the Messiah who saved you. That's what I would say. But James says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't say of my brother. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he said. He walked with him. He was in the same home with him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Then you see Peter. Oh, you see Peter. 2 Peter 1.1. 1, 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. Folks, they caught something that we, we need to catch. Jude says this. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. The first thing that was priority to them was, I'm a servant. My purpose is to do his will. Is to serve him. You know what a servant means? It's the Greek word doulos. Just put it up, please. Doulos. And it means a slave. But you see, sometimes when we see, think of slave, you think, that's, that's a little harsh. You know, you think of uh, an army that has conquered and, and people are in captivity and they are slaves. That is against their will. That kind of slavery is against their will. And in fact, the Bible speaks about that kind of slavery. But this kind of slavery, this doulos is one who gives himself up to another, an, another person and says, I want to do your will. So this is voluntary service. So this, that is why they call themselves servants. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? They say, I want to do the will of the master. I voluntarily, I say, Lord, I am your servant. My eyes are your eyes. My ears are your ears. My hands are your hands. My time is yours. I am your bond servant. I seek to do your will. That is that word slave or bond servant or servant. Glory to God. Paul and the apostles understood a powerful truth that they had been bought by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. So their bodies did no longer belong to them. And I believe that we do not grasp that truth now. See, the Bible says that Paul said into the Corinthians, don't you know your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? It says you've been purchased by the precious blood of Jesus. You do not belong to yourself anymore. We have been redeemed, and, and we are redeemed from the hands of the enemy. How did he redeem us? By the precious blood of Jesus Christ. He bought us. 
He bought us. You know, sometimes you, you, you watch the NHL and, 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 and they, they have terms, especially around uh, uh, free agency, you know. And, and they, one, one team will trade to another team and so on. And they say, this person is the property of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah? Basically, they control, they control your rights. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are the property of Jesus Christ. We belong to him. He has bought us with the precious blood. The early church, the apostles, they grasped this powerful truth. They grasped it. And that's why all of them saw, oh, I'm a servant of the Lord. Before apostle, before pastor, before evangelist, before prophets, before all of that, I'm a servant of Jesus Christ. They recognize that they are being bought. Something interesting Jesus says in John chapter 15. I'm just going to close with this, verse 14. When Jesus was speaking to them about friendship and that I don't call you slaves, I call you friends. Notice what he says. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Isn't that interesting? He says, you're my friends if you do what I command you. So when God's eyes are going to and fro across the earth looking for someone to show himself strong, looking for loyal hearts, fully committed hearts to him. Does he find you? When he's looking for loyal friends to share his purpose, his heart, does he find you? Because he's looking. This, this word is for me too, okay? <laughs> it's for me too. When he's looking for servants, people who are willing, devoted, and swerving in their devotion because they are committed to do his will, no matter what the backlash, does he find us as servants willing to do his will? Because, folks, you're, you're loyal and you're committed to something. When Beyonce says something, a lot of us we will retweet it in an instant. But when the Lord says something, ooh. We don't retweet it. Why? Does he find us? Does he find us? Oh gosh. I just pray, Lord, that as you look across the face of this earth and your eyes move across the city of Guelph, that you will find us as people who are willing to be your friend, intimate with you, and willing to be your servants, willing to do your will, happy to do your will, no matter the cost. God has brought you to this church, and a lot of you, I have to say, I have to, and I say this in all sincerity, there's some people in this church that are so committed to Jesus Christ. I tell you, if you see what they do when people are not watching, it's incredible. And I know they are not doing it because Pastor Bob is handsome, or I am handsome. I have to, I have to put that there somewhere, okay? But it's because of their service for God. I'm telling you, church. When you see how they, I don't want to mention names to embarrass anybody, but some people will come early about 8 o'clock, and then they will just plow the whole place on a Sunday morning so that you and I could walk here and just not slip. They'll put salt around there. That, that is service. 
That is service. That is service. Some people will, will come early to pray for the service. So that God's presence will, will meet the needs of people. People's hearts will be open to receive the word. So that the word will see growth and bear fruit in the lives of people. That is service. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's amazing. There are people here that are, are hearts are so committed to the Lord. I want to su suggest to you that this church, River of Life, needs you. And I'm saying it's time to serve. How can you be of help? Ask the Lord Jesus Christ. I know there are areas of service that you can plug into. I was just so excited last week. We had almost about seven people who wanted to plug in to the ushering. Glory to God. Glory to God. And we need more people to plug into media or children's church. Oh, because God's heart is for the children. We need people to plug into prayer. That's a tough one. But if you have that gift of intercession, we need you. Even if you don't and you just want to say, Lord, I want to do something. Come on Saturday mornings, 8 to 9, and that's it. But we intercede for the church of Jesus Christ in the city of wealth. We need you. I'm telling you, there are opportunities to serve, especially as these are the last days. God has been saying to us right at the beginning of the year, this is the season to arise and to shine because your light has come. He's saying the darkness has covered the earth and great darkness, the peoples. He says, get up, get up, get up, get up, church. This is the season to get up and be counted. Don't be in the slumber, the, in spiritual slumber. Or, or be, don't be... Get up. And I'm saying there's opportunity. Because the word that we are speaking in this house, we believe that the word of God, the power of God, the love of God will impact lives. And you can be a part of that. Oh, we are, we are, we are praying that you're a part of that. Hallelujah. So intimacy with God, relationship with God, and service. Bible says his eyes go throughout the earth looking for those whose hearts are loyal. May we be those people that he finds in Jesus' name. The final scripture. And this is because I want you to see service not just in terms of a church. We need your help here, okay? But it's not just a question of being in church. It's whatever you're doing. Wherever you are, if you have the attitude of serving him, it brings great pleasure to him. Whether you're in the workplace, you're in the grocery store, you're on the, whatever it is. Colossians 3.23 is one of my favorite verses. It says, whatever you do. Could you put it up please? Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your hearts. As working for the Lord, not for human masters. Okay, just give me the NIV version, please. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. And it says in verse 24, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Jesus Christ you are serving. That means whatever it is you're doing. If you have the attitude, oh, I'm doing this thing for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to give it my all. I'm giving it my all. No matter, even if it's boring. If you are called to do it and it's boring, 
Have that attitude. I am doing this thing for my Lord Jesus Christ. Give it your all. Be excellent in what you are doing. Because the Bible says, because it is the Lord Jesus Christ that you are serving. Are you a receptionist somewhere? Smile at those people because you are representing Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you attending a car, uh, some sort of parking lot? Be pleasant because you are doing it as unto the Lord. Are you a debt collector? <laughs> Do it as unto the Lord. The point I'm making is that it says, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do, are you an usherer? Be an usherer as unto the Lord. Are you praying and interceding? Pray and intercede as unto the Lord. Whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord and not unto men. Because it is the Lord Christ that you are serving. Let's hear a good amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to just to get up. I invite the music team really quickly to come. And this is, this is going to be a time of reflection. We're going to spend another five minutes, so just bear with us and we'll go down for fellowship. But music team, just run quickly upstairs, up, up on the stage. I want us to do one more song that we did. Glory to God.